Greetings, everyone. This is your friendly neighborhood hipster snack, and today I am very pleased with Shovel and Necronomicon in hand that I am reviving the Tomodachi Bros review podcast. But I am not alone. That's right. That's right. And I am not alone in this venture. Today I have five, yes, count them, five of the Tomodachi Bros, counting myself, of the total seven. So we're just going to go in order, and in case you guys forgot who we are, which is entirely possible, let's uh, start with our good buddy Clockwork Fiction. I told you guys I wanted RGBs around my coffin. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, those cost uh, like 15 bucks. You think we have that kind of money? <laughs> Hi, my name is Clockwork Fiction. I am a local arcade enthusiast. I love arcades, and I am a big video gamer. All right. That's why uh, he and I get along so well, you see. Mm -hmm. Next is, of course, our sound engineer, all-around certified smart guy, and only guy among us who has a life, Cog. <laughs> uh, hello, everyone. This is Cog. Uh, Part-time contributor, full-time editor guy. Uh, I helped Snack mostly on his uh, voiceover videos specifically uh, and some of the podcasts and special videos. Uh, and then I uh, also enjoy gaming and uh, various media of sorts. And I've known these guys for quite a long time. Um, and yeah, I, I, I do have a life. I'm the only one here that I believe is married and has a child. So that's that. Uh, so I'm probably the most normie of the group at the yep. moment. but. <laughs> you know, it is what it is. I, I like my job. I'm a, I'm actually a, uh, a, a do audio visual engineering full time. So uh, it's, it's my day job. Um, yeah. So that's that's me. Yep. Thanks. That's why we count on him so much. So next what up. Is it like this life that you speak of? <laughs> <laughs> wow. The, wow. You know, wow. At, at least he owns the normie label. And, and to that, I cannot I, I was. Disagree. I used to be offended by it. I used to be like, oh, "I'm not a normie. I'm not gonna take it." I'm just like, you know what? Pardon me, guys. You know what? I just. I don't care anymore. It, it really like. No, I don't. No, I don't. you, you won't. <laughs> You're honest about it, and that that matters a lot more. Being in denial is is, is much more ugly. And uh, next yes. up is a man who has helped me in many videos, and you might know him as the strange potato cat man thing, Ditaku. Ooh. Yes, it's me, Itaku. I, I am often here. Uh, you know, I am a historian by training, a writer by impulse, and a cynic just by habit. So, well said. <laughs> well said, sir. Well said. And next, we have uh, what for you guys may well be your first time experiencing him. So please. Uh, I was about to say round of applause, but we're not live. So instead, leave a comment down below telling us who has the coolest voice as I introduce Noodle. Hello, hello. I'm Noodle. I unfortunately had to dig all of these unfortunate souls from their shallow graves for this resurrection. Um, Bro, yes. I don't have arms. Yes, that is very unfortunate for you. Um, <laughs> yeah, but yes, I'm I'm Noodle. I am Tomo Bro, actual IRL for realsies bro to Jitaku, and the resident strategy gaming expert on the channel. 
So if there's a strategy game that you ever see the snack play, I was probably the person who recommended it for him. That is true facts. So you guys also at home might have a few questions because the title of this video is Season 3, Episode 1. And you might go through my playlists and go, golly, Snick, I see a Season 1, but I don't see a Season 2. It's yeah, coming soon. <laughs> yes. Coming soon, season trademark, two. registered, copyright, LLC, all rights reserved, etc. No, 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 no. So, see, we so, need to lean into it. We need to lean into it. It's like David. It's like a David Lynch thing, okay? <laughs> right? It's there is no season two. It's not a, it's, it's not because of production. It's an artistic state. Yes, yes, that's that's yes. Okay, it's it's avant garde to put. Let me, two let me after put this three. forward. Uh, this is our third format adjustment. So this is uh, we 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 we've been doing a lot of uh, experimenting and testing. Let's put it that way too. Right. We, we've been uh, figuring out how we've been wanting to go about this whole process. The artistic and expression of this fashion. It turned out trying to go really big on season two was just not, not a, well, when everybody has day jobs and things, it's, it's a bit challenging. So, but season two is almost ready. There's only maybe two more episodes to get prepped. And then those episodes will probably be coming out at some point, but we decided what the heck we're going to just keep moving forward with our new season three uh, format so hopefully everybody enjoys it because what we're doing now is we're actually going to corral the cats a little bit and we are going to try to make this a regular staple of the channel once again this time it's going to be a little more freeform it's going to be a little more loosey-goosey and we're going to figure this out kind of as we go but we're still going to keep in the same basic purview instead of spending a lot of hours watching 52 episodes so that we can comment on you know anime that we really like or anime flavor of the week or what have you we're instead going to do things a little bit more in presentation format or by topic so leave your comments down below on what you think at the end of this episode, and we're going to dive in first with some uh, recent gaming news. And uh, I guess I'll spearhead this because I'm very excited that they announced two, two new Rune Factory games, Rune Factory 6 and Rune Factory Project Dragon, which is going to apparently take place in the far away nation somewhere in the far east that always has someone from said nation in every rune factory game and we're totally not saying it's japan but it's it's definitely definitely japan it's and they're probably going to be all furries it's interesting i could have sworn i told you about rune factory 6 i think i posted that from the thing i you did on twitter but i didn't, I didn't hear about the second one That's you did but a friend of mine another friend um who actually did a small very small bit part in the second april fool sketch or the third rather uh told me about project dragon which apparently means that I guess Marvelous has decided to run with it, and I hope I hope they do a good job. Um, because while I liked Rune Factory Five, it was a little bit underwhelming. The Rune Factory Four was just amazing, and I love Tides of Destiny despite it being a huge grindy slog. Uh, so here's hoping for the, the future of the franchise, especially since we were in limbo for such a long time when the original studio closed. Was it Zax? Uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. He he keeps abreast of these things too. And uh, another thing I'm excited for was they announced the uh, finally got around to showing a trailer for Alan Wake Two, which uh, it took you guys long enough. 
I was about to say, didn't they already do that with Control? Isn't that Alan Wake C- too? Control happens in the same universe, but in a different like portion of it. Control is basically like their universe's version of the SCP Foundation, minus all the idiots and BS they routinely have to deal with. Uh, and it's more of a guidance story if you're really only interested in the Alan Wake bits. What about you guys? SCP what, what? minus all. <laughs> I was going to say, because I remember a lot of people, I never played Control. I wanted to. I just haven't had a chance really to from all the other games I have on my list. Uh, I remember a lot of people talking about there's a lot of Alan Wake references to Control because of its connections and everything. Um, I don't remember when Control actually takes place, though. I I probably heard it a couple times, but I don't remember exactly when it takes between it. I wonder. It happens after American Nightmare, which was. And I do wonder where this one will be set in because. It seems like it's a lot of time has passed since the first to the second well, one. Well, with, without getting into the spoiler territory, Alan Wake and its DLC follow-up American Nightmare end on a huge cliffhanger. Um, so there's really no telling. Interesting. So what about yes, you guys? Hmm? I mean, but does Alan Wake ride around on a skateboard in order to solve murder mysteries? Wow, there's continuously the same guy who just seems to show up in different areas, and you're like, I swear, I saw you three, you know, three streets down. How are you in front of me? And they're like, Yeah, no, no, I'm totally a different guy. What are you talking about? Deadly premonition, too, man. It's one heck of a drug. Yeah. So, what about you guys? What what gaming news has has you guys all excited recently? I'm tr- uh, well, Street Fighter Six, of course. Me mm-hmm. being the fighting game person of everything, and it's finally coming in. Is coming in June. Don't have a date off the top of my head. All right, uh, that's going to be super fun. Cool. That man, uh, that man is co- finally coming. Oh, he's oh, he's oh, actually oh. already here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, this, that's guilty here. I did. Get, I did get a. I was going to say that too. I did get a touch. Uh, Oscar R. Cruz, I think his name, or Aska are because he has a shark. His name is his actually name. his name is actually double Doppel Cruz. Mm-hmm. It's many name, yeah. names. Uh, yes. And it's funny because I've heard many uh, as you play him, it's reminiscent in sense to the old older? I don't know if they're older. I don't remember when they actually got released. Uh, the Choho fighting game and with the cards where you have your Toho characters and you have cards that you use for special abilities. He has a similar effect with... um, He has cards that will... What's the word I'm looking for? He has cards that do different effects, I'm trying to say. But he has also three, four, three or four different sets he can pull from that all do something different. He has a total 36 moves in total, which I believe is the biggest moveset of any character I've seen in anything that isn't Tekken. Well, he's literally that man, so it's like, yeah, he's going to be have special considerations taken for him, of course. Uh, I haven't gotten to test him online against actual opponents. I've been mainly doing him in training, and I can already tell it's going to be giant pain to learn how he plays. More than Happy Chaos, which is what I've been playing, because Happy Chaos was a lot of really quick movements and motion, but you can you can learn in a sense how to do it. But the 
the um because of the randomization because when you pull card because you pull cards or or pages uh i think four or five at a time that all have different effects you have to keep pulling them um, over and over again until you either run out or until you choose a different deck and you have to remember which each deck cards can you pull that, from and that is entirely is, too much for one character that is, is way insane. way way too much but instead of jam cloudberry we got that okay mm-hmm. yeah not a fair trade uh okay you got <laughs> now uh cog noodle you guys have the floor what gaming news are you guys excited for uh i think the biggest one for me recently which um i was paying attention to just because i love like the tech robot uh games and just i've been sucked heavily into like mech warrior stuff but i have to mention uh armored core six fires oh my god yes and it looks (laughs) amazing i want to point out uh someone pointed something to me when i watched that trailer and i totally i I don't want to say i forgot there's been a lot of games that have like suddenly been coming out recently is that there is a good speculation that this game i don't know the other armor core games they had it but they believe that this game is going to have some sort of lock on because it seems like it's going to be very heavily based on you flying around at mock speed because yeah, a lot that, of those fights does not look like you could do very well on controller if you're trying to aim and it fly at like, nine thousand um, miles an hour that's the thing is <laughs> that, it, it looks so much like like a zone of the enders type thing that's what i, I thought was, oh, I was so excited yes. i was like oh yes, yes i haven't gotten to play a game like that since zone of the enders too <laughs> you know mm-hmm. so uh, yeah that that was uh i'm i'm super psyched for that one. Oh yes oh. i i absolutely love playing armored core 4 armored core 4 answer armored core 5 they're amazing i love them yeah armored core 4 was great and so yes i i saw the announcement for six and i'm just like yep gotta mark my <laughs> calendar release date august 23rd just very nice <laughs> no that 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 does look fantastic and, and i've never even played the series very much so like that that may be my onboarding point to be honest i'm really interested to see especially with just the you know next gen like the whole the whole concepts of armored core 2 is not just you know the fast-paced combat and everything but the level of customization that you can bring to your robots basically because it's like I don't doubt they're probably going to just if they want it to be a successful armored core game, it needs to have like some crazy customization options at this point. We did. You didn't see a good amount in the trailer, though. Now, how much of it you're going to really get is going to is kind of up in the air. But you did get different legs. You got the truck. You got the 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 track legs. You got the spider or the uh, and you did get the regular, too. And you got a lot of the flying. But. So I'm assuming there's going to be a decent amount of customization, um, at least until we see actual gameplay footage or like, you know, a HUD and gameplay footage of that kind of stuff. But I I can't see it not uh, them calling his armor core and not having some sort of customization side of it. No, definitely. So uh, now speaking of gaming, we're going to get into today's topic which, if you've read the video title, you already know this, but we're going to be talking about mobile games. Why some are good, why some are bad, and why the term mobile game is often used synonymously with garbage games. So uh, who, who wants to list their sins? What games do you guys have on your phones right now? 
so I'll go first. Uh, right. I play a mobile game on my phone and on a computer called Torn. It's a very kind of basic, like multi- massively multiplayer game. Play with people around the world. It's a simple kind of not text text based in a sense. Yes, there's not a lot of pictures or anything or lots of that happens, but it's very kind of monotonous. You could do things, get stronger, fight people, that kind of stuff. Uh, um, that's the only game I really play on my phone now. Like most other games, like a lot, especially a lot of the gotcha games. I just, I don't see, I don't have the appeal for it. Like there's not a lot of draw. I think the only game like that, that's not even on phones. I'm not, I'm mentioning that this could be a little off topic. I think it was Zenless Zone Zero, which is supposed to be a gotcha. Because of the aesthetic in itself. Uh, but the game that I played the most of on my phone, uh, because it was a card game and I was playing it a lot at the time, was Hearthstone. Uh, oh, okay. back when it was a lot bigger. Uh, I actually played that bunch of breaks and stuff like that because I liked I like oh for a lot for people who don't know I do like Warcraft. I've played I've put a ton. I've been playing World of Warcraft since just before Burning Crusade. Um, <laughs> so like you know years and years and years before Final Fantasy fourteen. Um, that game was really fun. I liked the beginning of it. I kind of I've fallen off quite a while from now, so I haven't played that. As I said, I've only played the game Torn, but I've sunk the most hours I think of any of my mobile games into that because that's it was that game or the game I'm playing now, pretty much at this point. All right. Um, I didn't sink a ton of money into it, which I think is the big thing. Is that most you know mobile games is like you gotta sink money into it if you want like the the expedited version. Yeah, but I mean like. I don't know. It kind of depends on what you're feeling because I think a lot of people play these as kind of like toilet games too, like a game or two you can play on your toy on the toilet. You don't really need to spend money on it as well. But I mean, that's my personal opinion. Depends on how you want to play it as well, though. Too. Yeah, that makes sense. So, Cog, what about you? Time for you to confess your sins. Uh, I will confess all my sins. Um, <laughs> I got I got really into mobile gaming for a while, especially being you know the normie one. Um, I just became you just it's it's at times it's gotten hard to actually have time to myself to sit down and and play through like a full game uh, at this point. But mobile gaming was that little like oh I got you know. 10 minutes to sit around and kill some time you know it's it's easy to jump on and and, and play something um and get that little fix but uh i've um i've uh i've been all over the place i, I was I'm doing mobile i think the first real mobile game that that uh got me sucked in was way back when uh i had like a droid phone with my first droid phone <laughs> Which was there was like a Marvel contest of champions. It was a card game and uh, a really basic uh, little phone card game. But it was um, uh, it was fun. I don't know. And then um, it kind of escalated from there. I've played a bunch of games, but I've gotten to the point that it's like most of the games I find that actually keep my attention are generally like ports. Um. Mr. Dotaku. There is a mute button, my friend. You're still with I us? I can't hear you. Mr. Dotaku. Oh, 
<laughs> the doctor's having some trouble over there. Apparently, <laughs> the dog like attack. It. Uh, it sounds like <laughs> it. Yeah. I'm sorry. Can you? Are, are, oh, can you guys actually hear me? Yeah. Yes, sir. Yes. <laughs> there is a mute button, my friend. Well, see, I'm walking away from my thing because. Okay. I'm here with my dogs. <laughs> and. Yes, they're li- they they are a little <laughs> not sometimes. Just maybe when you have to not be at the thing and have to <laughs> tell them that they're little snots. Maybe <laughs> your bike. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm sorry. Nah, no problem. Okay. Well, if, if you're back with us, uh, do you want to confess your mobile gaming sin? So, what, what's on your phone, Dutaku? Uh, right now, what's on my phone? Yeah. Well, my phone, I have Fate Go Pokemon because my mother, you know, is a boomer and cannot figure out what Pokemon does. So <laughs> I. Basically, uh, just. Um, did that, um, and I have Azure Lane because I was, uh, going across country for a vacation and there was an event going on and I wanted to make sure that I could, you know, partake. So I just transferred my profile on my tablet. I have action timing in and, um, I've been going back and forth between this is North star and uh, bleach brave souls. All right. Those are, those are some good choices. Oh, I guess I should actually I, should have answered the original question. Oh, cause I went on my tangent and I didn't actually say what was on my phone right now. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I didn't uh, you tried to avoid it for a long time. <laughs> um, no, actually, uh, I've been, my my go-to is actually Ascension still. Uh, it's basically a port of a of a deck building game that I've been playing for years now. Um, after that, my son admittedly got me into uh, playing Bloons, so we're on Bloons TD6 now, and Action Tiamanen as well, and yeah, that's, and Octopath Traveler. Nice. Very nice. All right, Noodle, I believe that uh, brings the floor to you. Wow, I, I I don't know what to say. I've just got the two. I've just got, but I suppose it's it's not great because I've got Azerlane, which you know, yep, meets my love of of naval history and also anime waifus. And then also Fate Grand Order. So I can't say and really anything about that only being two when I've got perhaps the most cancerous mobile game aside from <laughs> Diablo Immortal. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah, man. we're going to have to explain. That one. that one was, that one was uh, interesting. Like, uh, we'll get into that one in a minute. I guess I, guess I have to... to, to confess my own sins since I, I put all you guys on the spot. Uh, 
see. I have Pokemon Go, which I have played for many years, and uh, I am Team Instinct, and Team Instinct is suffering. I'm just just putting that out there. Team Mystic for life. Uh, Team Mystic, I respect Team Mystic because it is a sound choice, a good color, and their mechanic makes perfect sense because you'll be evolving Pokemon a lot. The team that deserves no respect is uh, Valor, for they are crazy, hyper-competitive PvP zombies who would kill their own mother if it got them more XP. Just spitting straight facts here. See, I don't know what team I am. I'm just the red one. Your team, Your Valor. Team Valor. <laughs> oh. Yes, because uh, yeah, Team Valor gets bonuses for fighting in gems. Uh, Mystic gets it for evolving, and Instinct gets it for hatching eggs. I I feel like I need to call Mother <laughs> to warn her. You play this game specifically to play with her. <laughs> so I, I also have. Yes. I also have uh, Pikmin Bloom, which is just kind of a pedometer game, so I really only check it like once a day. Uh, so that's kind of just for funsies. Uh, my job, my day job, involves walking around a lot, and despite not having legs, I get a lot of steps in. So that's cool. I also am guilty of Fate Grand Order, a game that I have gotten way too many lucky gotcha pulls on to invoke the sunk cost fallacy and pull out. It is too late for me. Pray for my soul or what's left of it after fate has, you know, had its grip on me this long. Uh, then I have Teppin, which I admittedly have, but I have not like played in several months. I like to keep up on it to see like what interesting things get added, but like I was champion ranked for several consecutive months. And then I just kind of fell off because monthly rotation feels like it should be a long time, but it's not. So then like yeah. really cool deck ideas that I come up with basically it rotated out after like, no time at all. So it's, it's like, ah, uh, that's such a buzzkill. So I like, sometimes I get these really great ideas. I'm like, aha, I'll put this motif together and make this really cool deck. And then it's only viable for like a month and then it's dead. Yeah, I, I still tap it on my phone as well. I sort of bounce in and out on it. I was also, I, I, my problem with Teppin is I got to the point that I felt like I, I kind of beat the game at a certain yeah. point that I'm like, I, I was able to hit champion rank like. 14 or 15 months in a row and then i was just like the meta is not changing the way that i would really like it to change yeah and again even like a year later when i got into it that i was checking in on again it was like yep still still the same meta pretty much you still see less. a lot uh, of the same decks over and over like red burn they, looks exactly the same like it did like 16 yeah. months ago to today all red burn decks basically look exactly the same yeah it's it's really like they back when it came out they were promising like a new character like every three months or something like that yep. and it's just like they just stopped at a certain point they stopped developing whatever plot they were putting together with uh the whole what was it the savage lands or whatever uh, yeah they, they ended basically with the breath of fire arc and they basically stopped having the broad overarching narrative and now they have yeah, like which, small contained stories which honestly most of them are super dull unless they're one of the ones inspired by the ace attorney games yeah so basically it, it feels like they they didn't really have an idea of what they were doing with the plot or where it was gonna go and they just kind of gave up on it. 
and then it's like they stopped putting in new characters like they yeah. started making new character concepts as just oh they're just going to be skins now you can get a new character skin and, then and they're like nearly impossible to get because the skin yeah. drop rate is terrible yeah that, well that's where they they try to make their money off of you is they want you yep. to um you know dish out for for the skins essentially because you can get you can craft all the cards for free yep Oh, wait, no, but, I got it. I yeah. got it. Are you ready for this? In, in, a long time ago, it was tap in, and today it's just tepid. Oh. <laughs> oh. oh. No, but uh, what I was going to say, though, is that I think the big thing with the skins, and it's it's something that I saw in Hearthstone, too, because um, as you started getting more and more expansions, it was kind of a thing where, like, and because World of Warcraft got more classes, everyone was like, when are we going to get Death Knights? I mean, that's a class that's not in the game yet. When are we going to get those? When are we going to get Monk? When are we going to get Demon Hunter as the expansions rolled on? Now, now, I think Demon Hunter is out. I don't know about Death Knight. I haven't touched the game in forever. But I've seen I've seen Demon Hunter, I think, uh, gameplay beforehand on uh, some YouTube channel every now and then beforehand. But uh, it was it was kind of this weird thing where it's just like, it's just going to be just more cards and more sets and yep. uh, more skins, as one would put it. You Instead of playing Thrall as a shaman, you could play, a, you could play I think there's a troll and there's another uh, character, uh, a named character that you could play as instead stuff like that which is cool yeah. and they all have their own voice lines a little effects when they use their abilities but it's nothing like and i and the thing is though, is i can't blame i can't blame i can't blame greed a hundred percent because i'm gonna be honest if i had to re if you had to let like, say i want to add in four examples i i'm just gonna put this out there because he's because he's a character i would play a hundred percent if they add virgil or something like that and virgil's in the game he's a zero skin but he's a a zero skin that's what i'm talking about (laughs) that's what i'm talking about what if he was an actual character and he had his own skills and sets as skills and set of cards and stuff like that the world will never know it would have to they would have to make an entire set and have to balance that entire set around oh no and and i respect that as well because the hero powers are a big thing in the game but yeah, it's it's really gone downhill recently, and it's it's a shame because I love the art, I love looking at like the new cards and stuff. But yeah, I haven't really been playing. The only reason yeah, I, I, mean, I look, if, even look at Tepa nowadays is because of the art. To be yeah, you know, if they you could know, do I, more. Sorry. Oh, I was going to say, it, it, I was just thinking about it right now, and it's like considering how memey a lot of it is. Uh, I mean, you just have an entire thing about oh, you know, he has a motivation counter. And you have to make sure that you play like um, the uh, I forget uh, the the Teppen version of instance or uh, sorcery in order to increase your you know motivation. And so then when he's really motivated, he can you know give his uh, the what is it, the Yamato no Kuni his his katana to uh, a monster, and that that particular monster gets a huge boost. And we, so we basically game, have that already. It's the memory mechanic you just described. And uh, well, Zero spearheaded that funny enough, which would actually make it perfect for Virgil. So I'm just saying, you know, I was just thinking, like, yeah, that took me literally five seconds. Yeah. And, you know, I, see, the problem I have with a lot of games like that is that they try and make it like, oh, everything is balanced. But... For instance, in Teppen, Black Destroy has consistently been con- just 
Yeah. Like Insanely every, overpowered. Every single tournament, every month without fail, is won by some Akuma Black Destroy deck. Like, there's literally just nothing in the game that counters them. So, um, you know... Which is... Sorry, go ahead. Oh, uh, I was just going to say, uh, you know, so in the quest of making everything um, balanced, I, I feel like they are kind of missing... And it's kind of my problem also with uh, Smogon, for instance. Yeah. With their, oh, you know, we're going to make competitive Pokemon, but... You can't use sleep. You can't use agility. You can't use uh, like all these various things, which just co- so coincidentally just allow it so that you know every single time some overpowered dragon is just you know it just happens to be the best thing in the game. Yeah, that's yeah. that's more of a by regulation versus a, a by default thing, and uh, well. Considering how much they they tweak the game, I, I, I would argue that Teppen is pretty much in that same vein. Yeah, it's kind of similar because that the deck rotation thing that's, that 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 really is kind of a joy kill for me. I'll be honest, and uh, I guess I should get back to my other sins because I have a few more to go through. Uh, I too have Bleach Brave Souls. I'm not like super far in or anything, but it's a fun time sink. I also have action time and end because, I mean, yes. If you don't know what it is, don't look it up. This is a family-friendly channel. Uh, <laughs> no, totally look it up. Cog, <laughs> stop corrupting the youth. <laughs> <laughs> get all the grandkids. Get your grandparents. Let <laughs> everyone watch enjoy. party. No, but like, didn't you say like it's canon in the Gamera cinematic universe? It's technically, or it is. From like what that I'm is reading. Yes. So surreal. Uh, you know, uh, hey, Grandma, come watch this. <laughs> oh, just jeez, you're gonna give Grandma a heart attack for one of many possible reasons. Uh, you know, you know, I, I'm just thinking to myself, it's like, you know, you, you were saying the other day, it's like, uh, you know, I gotta play action timing in on, on my PC because you know, the, this the, the phone doesn't do it justice, and I'm just thinking it, to myself, it doesn't. Like, is Cod Jr. there just like being like, Mom, I really like girls now. <laughs> oh jeez. No, no, that's a that's the uh, that's some sleeping on the dad the, time. That's some sleeping <laughs> on the couch action right there. <laughs> I also have a uh, Mighty Doom, speaking of family friendly. Uh it's a, a roguelite based on Doom. Like, what more do you need? It's super fun. Uh I played it on my lunch break for, for many, many weeks on end. Uh, I too have Azure Lane, and uh, I'm not as good at it as you know the Brothers Pugum. But that being said, uh, I enjoy it. It's goofy, goofy fun, and I'm terrible at it. Like I'm, I've been stuck on the same part of the story for for kind of a while. So that's uh, that's our sins to confess. But let's let's go a little bit. Let's go one step further. One step further beyond, guys. Super Saiyan 3 time here, where we need to talk about the, the, the why and how. Like, what, what do these games have in common, class? Just like, who, who wants to say it? What, what do all of these games that we've basically just mentioned, what quality do they all share in kind? Most of them are free gotcha. and garbage. Yes, exactly. You summed it up perfectly. And, and yeah, <laughs> uh, these games 
are free to download with very few exceptions. Like if you go on the, 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 any, like I use an Android phone. So mine's all Google play store. You'll find most of them are free up until you realize that they're not actually free. I, I think of all the gotchas, I think the most honest is probably bleach brave souls because you don't need exact copies of that exact character to continue powering them up. You can just feed fodder into the machine in order to power up a character. Whereas in most games, Fate Grand Order is pretty guilty of this. In order to increase their special ability, you have to feed exact copies of that character. So the rarer the character, the more you're forced to invest if you want to power them up all the way. And that is uh, maddening. I think I've only done that for like three-star characters. I think I have one four-star who's in P5. But yeah, like, oh, we have this character. That's a 1% drop. And you have to land them five times in order to get them. Like, what kind of garbage is that? And so it wanna... costs like eighty dollars <sighs> to make fifty attempts. Yeah. So it's the like biggest... statistically speaking, you have to spend like four hundred dollars to have like a ninety-five percent chance of making the one person. That, that's the. Mm-hmm. That's the biggest thing is um, I've been noticing in more and more of the games is that a lot of them will also give you free rolls. Um, and they've also been what I would like to, uh, I guess you could say it, I would say it this way, is sugarcoating some of the roles in a sense where some of the, what's it, is it triple S? I think that's the highest rank in most of those. Uh, is, Generally. Um, mm-hmm. Is uh, there are certain uh, characters that are not as good triple S's as others, but they generally will come up more in roles. So that way, like, oh, I just got triple S. He's a lot stronger than this, this S and this double S. The thing is, though, is that when you look at the grand scheme of things as you're getting farther, you realize, oh, he's actually not, he actually only gets to be about a quarter of the way through instead of being at like 10% if you never rolled him in the first place. So they, so some people get that little extra boost if they're lucky enough, quotation marks, but they don't, you're not actually that lucky because you didn't get, you didn't get fighter man 2.0. Oh, who, who is better than the 1.5 version who all, who has a, a 20% stat boost that actually gets you to do 50% of the game and not 25. I don't know how the, I don't know how the sticks actually works. So I'm just going to go with that. <laughs> well, the, the general thrust is still correct though. Like there's a lot of games San Diego that San Diego comes to mind and as your lane, she's a uh, five star, but it is, if you're doing basic ship construction, she shows up a lot, like weirdly a lot. And I also want to point out, this is a big thing <clears throat> that I always tell a lot of people because a lot of people like they like it's, it's freemium crap. Like, why would you play? It's like, and I tell people it's like it depends on what you like to play. If you see if you see something like it's like when you're playing a fighting game, in a sense, it's not a lot of people go in there to play the fighting game because they, they they expect to 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 be not ranked number one in the world. Well, usually it's a character that they see. And they were like, I want to play that character. That character looks really cool or something. And then you play that character and you go on with it. It's like what I tell people is like, is like I, when I played Warframe for a long time is I actually put money into Warframe. And everyone's like, but Warframe's a free game. Why would you give them money? And it's like, because I've played the game for, let's see here. If I pull it up real quick, like scroll, scroll, scroll. 
1,000 uh, uh, hours plus, we'll say that. And I think that I could give them a bit of money for the 1,000 hours that I've played and enjoyed the game. And part of it's I, law I, of subjective value in the first place. Like, What is the game worth to you? <laughs> Exactly. That's Excuse kind of me. what I'm pointing. I, is I, I agree enjoyed the that. game to. I enjoy the game to a point where I feel like I can give them a bit more. I can give them a bit more money to help with development, to help with stuff because I'm enjoying it so much. But that is subjective to everybody. Right. If you really like Azure Lane and you don't mind some of the, or some of the, you know, like you might get that role if it's not a, you know, a gambling addiction. Hopefully, it's not anything see, like that. See, <laughs> but, the thing with. Oh, yeah. I was going to say. The okay. thing with Azure Lane, though, is the fact that it actually, they give you, like, additional skins. And that's, like, the big draw, is that they have, like, here's the cute girl, but then if you want the cute girl in a really skimpy negligee, well... You better yeah, shell out. So that's, I think that's yeah, the that's problem with the one bigger... of the things that I, I think is best about Azure Lane, is that the, the real-world currency doesn't directly tie into the gotcha mechanics it doesn't uh, tie into the collecting the girls it ties into yeah giving the girls cute outfits that you might like so if you don't care about having them have the really cute outfits and you just want them in the military uniforms which works for some people (laughs) um no one in particular here being uh um then yeah, you don't need to really spend any money, and you can spend whatever of the the premium currency, the gems that you get, just you know, expanding your dock space so you can have even more of those those cute anime girls in in military uniforms. Todd, you were saying something. So, um, I think the problem isn't necessarily the games themselves; it's more so the just the general greed that has overwhelmed the industry and the monetization of how the the monetization structures that they put into these games. Cause it's like, you could easily take these games, pull them together into a cohesive thing, right? Cause they're all fun to a certain extent. Could you imagine being able to play fake go right? Instead of constantly having to, you know, gotcha for a character, it's a character that you're able to, you know, get through side quests or side missions and just doing story mode or something like being able to feel like games used to feel where it was a full package sort of thing. Or most of these gotcha games, you could have you could easily put them together into just a solid game experience. Yeah, definitely. So there's there's fun elements in all these games. The problem is the cancer of of just like we need everybody to monotonize. We need to um, monetize every game to its nth potential, which is like how you get stuff like uh, like we were just talking about Diablo Immortal. It's like there were fun elements of classic Diablo, you know, mechanics in the game, which is just, you know, Diablo was a fun game. Right. Um, but the level of just sheer greed that was so obvious in the game of like like the amount of money you would have to sink in for loot crates and things like it's unbelievable um it, it, it's 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 just sinister to the point like it, it's villainous honestly how 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 bad it is um 
And the fact that the game made like $300 million just out of the gate was ridiculous. Because uh, And then the fact that it develops these cultures where they're like, like hardcore, you can go and follow like hardcore uh, guys that were into um, doing each season of Immortal or something like that. And they're like, you know, if you're not dishing out the money, it's if you're a freemium player, you're like, you're not paying your dues or whatever. It's like, what what a what a horrible like gaming culture that you're like you you gotta you gotta pump out the cash man you gotta do it <laughs> sounds like a like, drug addiction right yeah I was like what is this this is this is it's supposed to be a fun experience right it's supposed to be an entertaining experience that's why certain I admit I like the gotcha games don't always hold my attention for very long unless right. there's other elements that like grab me. So immediately why I, I actually really enjoyed Octopath so far is that it's not just like the game, but the storytelling experience of it. I, I, I've been enjoying um, that there's actually a thrust, you know, like certain games where it's like there's a thrust to it, right? You have right. like Fate Go has their story mode or, you know, there's, they're, they're trying to tell some kind of narrative through the story to get you interested in the characters to be like, oh, actually kind of like these characters i want to learn a little bit more about them or whatever world there, there's got to be something there that grabs you that wants you to 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 enjoy the experience right um and then or or the gameplay mechanics or something are, are, are like just really fun right but it, it's then they take that and then they're like let's turn it into a cash cow how much money can we suck out of these suckers you know what i mean that's that's the the that's the the frustrating part because like any of these games could be just like fun solid games in themselves if they were refined and you were to actually just sell it as a full game you know what i mean uh, yeah you know you know the devil of it it's like it's a game that's ripped into smaller pieces with a bunch of advertisements shoved in this is what a lot of them are one thing i want to mention about the diablo immortal or uh thing was that they the being a na- more uh, naturally more competitive, or more, I'm gonna say more, but a competitive person, the the draw is also because of what I would say is, if I remember correctly, and I, again I haven't followed it that much, but I know how Diablo works in a sense, is that there's these gems you can get, you can slot in your armor, you slot in your weapons, but there's also special gems you can get that give you a lot better buffs. The thing is though, is that you need specific currency or specific items. To get a chance to make it better. A chance to make it better. Not a guarantee. So if you're one of the lucky ones who's shelling out 200 bucks and you got a hit on three of the rolls and your predecessor got a hit on two, you have that better advantage. You're going to be higher on the leaderboards. You have, I guess, more say because you have a larger number you have a larger number or a bigger you know thing than the other person and in a sense uh which is extra predatory and extra toxic in a sense i would say is because you can win the rankings in a sense if you're lucky enough of or you spend enough money regardless of skill there is still some skill involved of course but regardless of skill in certain ways is um and it's never a guarantee and no one's ever on a level playing field if you're playing as freemium you're never going to be on the same level as everybody else because you're you would have to grind so much more for a lot of that stuff so it, it naturally the 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 natural end game progression is just who's got the bigger credit card hard uh budget that they're willing to break for it 
it, it gets. I, up I've seen some things on on Diablo Immortal, and it, it's way worse than what you have said. Big, yeah. right? Sorry. <laughs> oh yeah, it's it's no, it's, it's unbelievable cool. how much uh, how bad it is. I've been watching. Yeah. Videos. Go. I mean, go ahead, Noodle. But yeah, I, I, yeah I'm right there with you. It gets really bad. People have mapped out how many hours you would have to grind in order to get the the regular currency with just the dropped rates to do things, and it's like you would have to be grinding every minute of every hour of every day for like 27 years. To max out your armor with gems, or just put your credit card down. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or, but that's what they try to get you. Spend a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, I do remember that story actually. Now that you bring it up, I told I kind of forgot about it because it's one of those things I don't need to. I don't need to keep this in my memory bank. It's trash. No you know, <laughs> you, you know, and that's on top of how utterly tone deaf they were at the very beginning when they announced the game. You know, it's, I'm sorry, you know, you, you can't walk away from, don't you all have phones? And it's like, yes, but wow, that is, I just as, as a customer service professional, I'm like, that is entirely not what you should have said there. Um, and so this is on top of the fact that they basically just face planted right off the bat. And yet somehow there's still people, you know, eating the 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 copper like casserole going, Oh man, I sure do love this this souffle. Woo-hoo. Well, that's because unfortunately, you know, all they need is one person who will spend ten thousand dollars, and it doesn't matter if there are three, four, five hundred people who would spend fifty, sixty dollars who say I'm not gonna play this game even though I would have spent fifty, sixty dollars because that one person who spends ten thousand dollars makes up for them and then then more. You just need yeah, the one then, then having all the freemium players like, oh we can have a hundred freemium players for every like one guy that dishes out a hundred thousand dollars. And they just don't care. Yep. It's like we we're, we're getting our money. That that they they justify it just by bottom line, basically. And the thing I, I played Diablo Immortal a little bit, uh, and I was like, "Yeah, this is okay." And I didn't even get far enough into the game where the whole like rare gems thing even became like a thing. And but the the problem is, it really preys on a lot of human psychology. One of the things that annoys me that a lot of these games do, and it's not even financial this time, is energy systems. And it's like, oh, you have 100 energy, and it takes you 10 energy to go on a mission. And then you have to wait five minutes to restore one energy. That is literally trying to turn a video game into a habit rather than something that you just sit down and play. They're trying to give you a psychological compulsion to play the game. Now, that doesn't work on me because I'm way too lazy and unmotivated for that to ever take root. But it does it to a lot of people. And that's why you see this huge... What's that? No, I just love your. I'm way too lazy and motivated <laughs> for your psychological tricks to try and monetize Gee. my psych, my laziness. <laughs> just won't work. I'm too lazy Gee. for that. Action time and then really, really suffers from that. It's it's one of those things of it's like, oh well, 
you need to go have 20 stamina in order to go out and get the, the, the precious gems you need in order to upgrade your ninja. Ah, but you only have 30. It looks like you're going to have to buy a uh, stamina up because ah, you want to get, you know, the next uh, rank up for your ninja. And that's a, that's, that's a thing. Like, I, I, monetary wise, action diamond might be one of the worst of offenders. Like, have you seen, like, the, the thing that's always fun for me, and I did this in my Meta Knots video, it's like, look at the gotcha currency and see what it actually would get you and what that translates to. Because here's a fun fact every game that has a gotcha by law has to display its actual rates of their drops somewhere in game. You can thank Grand Blue Fantasy for that. Now, the thing is, Action Diamond in particular has a really atrocious rate. You pay a lot of money for very, very little in the way of gems. Now, the cool thing about that being, oh, well, I can just save up gems for free, and then you can just buy ninjas. There is no gotcha for the characters. But, like, the conversion mm -hmm. rate is awful. Like, it's abysmal. There are, like, $80 packages get you a character skin and, like, a weapon skin, and that's it. And that's why I, I feel like, honestly, I've, I've moved more. I've been moving more and more towards just when I'm playing stuff on mobile, just uh, the stuff that actually keeps my attention on mobile are more ports of actual games. I referenced uh, Ascension before. Right. You don't know what Ascension is. It's literally just the, the digital. That is, it is not a freemium game. You do have to pay for that one. And it is a physical board game or a physical, like, uh, uh, what do they call them? It's a, it's in the box card game basically that you can go out and then you can buy expansions to it and then you're just adding on to the game itself essentially. Um, or something like uh, like I was playing Nexomon for example uh, on my phone because it was just easier to get to it. So I picked up Nexomon and I was playing it on my phone as a mobile game, but it's actually you know you can. But it's a full easy, game. It's yeah. a full game experience that you can also get on Steam or something like that. So now, I've been moving more and more towards stuff that I can get. It's it's a more of a full game experience. I'm willing to pay five or ten bucks for the mobile mobile version, you know. And then if it's something that I have the time to get through, those have been holding my attention way more. So you want to know what's worse? There's games that actually do both. Now, here let, let me tell you guys about a, a little mobile title called Evertale. And maybe you've seen the ads and maybe you haven't, but to, to give you a short version, this game is sold for money. It's a dollar. It is one dollar game on the App Store. And it is... Well, it advertises itself. Let's start with the ads, because most people will see the ads first. It desperately, like, desperately tries to be like, oh, look, we're horror-themed Pokemon, and it rips off Omori, like, beat for beat in some of these ads, where it's, like, literally scenes from Omori, but they replace it with, like, the red sprite from Pokemon Red and Blue. And literally just like doing this whole horror themed thing you know what the game actually is it's a generic high fantasy gacha that started replacing its monster gacha with waifu gachas once they started switching to the omori template so that they could rip more people off because not only do you pay for the game you pay for the gacha yeah <laughs> it's Side the turn. worst of both 
side tangent, uh, slight side tangent. What is going on? Speaking of ads, with uh, like you, you always, we always make you make jokes and memes about the your level one, your level one thug. You you fight this this little dude fights this one dude because a level ninety nine boss or something like that. And then you download the game. And there's nothing like that. Oh God, I've isn't seen that, so much of that. Isn't that like false advertising, or is it because it's free that it doesn't? Like I, like I say, no, no lawyer experience here like that. But I'm like, I feel like, is it because it's a free game? And you're not spending money. You're technically you're just getting tricked into downloading a game that's not exit what it is, but it's not technically false advertising because you didn't pay for it. Like it doesn't, it's so weird to see so many of these games. Like this is what you get when you play this game. Oh no, it's definitely not that. <laughs> that is a fascinating question. And I would love to hear an answer to that. If anyone has any ideas, you can leave a comment down below, but I, I assume it's because nothing is being paid for out of the box for these games that they can get away with that. And another theory I have is a lot of them probably aren't even stationed in the United States. Like the whole Metanauts debacle, they literally were trying to use a really stupid legal loophole from European like trademark law. It wasn't even the actual license or copyright. They were using trademark law to try to get away with using Metabots as a name for this like really crappy pay to like a pay to earn uh cryptocurrency game and that's another kettle of fish entirely we should talk about sometime but like i guess because either again because you're not paying for anything or maybe because they're not even in the united states and are therefore basically free from prosecution like the only way you could get those guys even involved is if you had interpol involved and generally they're too busy you know not prosecuting the un for all their war crimes and stuff for but i mean details <laughs> Like that, that's a weird, weird, weird topic for sure. And it's hard to say even like why it is the way it is, but yeah, some of those mobile game ads get freaking weird, dude. <laughs> like the ads themselves could be a whole video. And I've seen several and like, I've seen some weird ones and I've seen video compilations of even weirder ones. I figured I'd just bring it up because it's it, it kind of goes along with what you're talking about how it is looks like one thing, but it's not. It's just like, well, no, that's not how that works. <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing. Like a lot of these are very clearly low effort. Like Evertail's a good example. I didn't even pay for the game. They had like, oh, it's on sale for zero dollars. I'm like, that's not a sale, that's a giveaway. Anyway, I tried it for like 15 minutes and it's it's this very generic high fantasy template that's just no inspiration behind it whatsoever and that's the thing like i've tried a lot of these games there was even a time where my old computer died and i was like you know what i'm just gonna go to the like the google play store and just grab like every free game that looks even remotely interesting and yeah long story short i don't have any of them anymore because i got bored with them and deleted them or in some cases deleted them instantaneously one of my personal least favorite genres is the mobile mmorpg because those things are just awful like people can talk about clunky interfaces all they want but i'm a man who has learned how to play dwarf fortress but like the, the mobile mmo is the game that plays itself and is the opposite of fun that's another good point because it's like uh you get some of these games and then they keep putting in like you know speed mode or something where you just like increase the um uh, it's like an auto mode, right? So they put in their, their own auto mode and then it, it's like, am I actually 
bothering to play this game? Do I have to play this game? This I'm game watching the game play, play itself. itself. I'm watching the game play itself. Exactly. It's like, am I actually having fun right now or am I just wasting time and just literally killing time for the sake of killing time? You know, I'm not, am I am I getting a legitimate experience here, or is this this company just tricked me into watching like their program play out? <laughs> it's like, ha ha, jokes on you. Give us more money for what? Watching <laughs> your movie? <laughs> watching your yeah, watching your little your little game movie that you you made that I'm not even really playing. I just hit the button and it plays itself. Yeah, talk about a weird subgenre. I've run into way too many of those, and they're just like, hey, you get to make your character and play this MMO. And I was like, well, free MMOs are already sketch. And I start playing. It's like, oh, you push this button, and you'll instantly just walk to this location. And then if you push the screen, it'll do this action automatically. And I'm like, what? game implies that I have some input. <laughs> where <laughs> Where is my input? Yeah, it's like, I, that that boggled my mind that when you can just like hit the button and like I remember playing one game where it's like you just it's like oh follow the quest oh if you push this button your character will move towards the quest automatically like okay if you push this button they'll fight automatically and then there's another button that will allow them to do special moves automatically I'm like so it's uh, gonna do the entire game automatically yeah it's like the, the wonderful world of entirely too automated rpgs and there's so many of them like you get so many that follow the template of here is a big attack button and here are your little special buttons or you can just hit auto and four times speed and watch a movie instead because it's just yeah. as efficient and people will do that too, just because like it, it's something else about the game grabs them, I guess. Like characters, or it might be a brand, or something like that. It's just like a brand that they really like, and then it's like, uh, it, it, I, I so I, it's like I see what brought them into it in a, in a certain to a certain extent, but it's like, dude, like you, you're giving this company money so that you can just sit there and watch a program play out you're not even but yet some people will still like oh it's a great you know i I, I get that having speed up options in certain types of games are really helpful to like get through grinding and stuff like that right um but i don't know there's a balance there one could argue that all of warframe's monetization is basically that because it's it's like oh I, uh, I'm I'm paying to not grind. No, no, my friend, you're paying digital extremes to grind less because you will be grinding at some point. <laughs> yeah. Free games, free games have a lot of grind. Let, let's just be clear: like a lot of paid games have grind, but to be to be mm-hmm. frank, a lot of free games rely on grind, and some do it better than others. Like I have never really had an issue in say. I think Bleach Brave Souls is a good example. Like I have no trouble powering up my dudes and staying consistently strong for wherever I need to be. Now, Fate Grand Order has one of the worst XP systems I've ever seen a game utilize. Like it is hot garbage and it barely makes any sense and they've literally had to patch it like eight or nine times to make it even remotely passable and I would still argue it's kind of garbage. Yeah, honestly, Fate Go it's like it, it really relies on the fact that it has a rabidly insane fan base 
and uh, it's kind of drawing from a lot of uh media uh, basically fake go itself is a, a a pastiche of uh for instance it would be like if uh there was a game a, a mobile game that had like all of uh like the marvel the marvel things all the marvel things just and it, it basically was like okay so we're gonna take you know like uh captain or you know uh dr strange from the movies and we're gonna have captain america from you know the 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 radio dramas from the 1940s oh and we're gonna have namor from you know the cartoon in the 90s and they're all gonna team up together and they're all gonna fight against you know alien galactus or whatever except that this is a ridiculous uh japanese property so their fans are even crazier than marvel fans are over here and you can understand you know kind of why it's able to survive even though it is a it is not a good game i i would not if someone was to go up to me and go titaku would you recommend fate i would go no no do you, do you want a game that actively hates you has a w-shaped difficulty curve and actively mocks you at every turn well fate grand order is the game for you my friend and yet i can't stop playing it it it's stupid it's it's hostile to me at every time but you know the writing is really really good it's really funny and I mean, where else am I going to get, you know, incredibly beautiful women with, with giant swords shooting lasers at each other? It's Stockholm syndrome, dude. Just, just let's just be honest here. <laughs> lasers, man, lasers, They're shooting lasers at each other. <laughs> I mean, act like that's not a staple of Japanese media in general. I just see Taku sitting there on his phone. Why do you hate me, James? <laughs> I just want to love you. Why do you hate me? I just me? want to love you. Someone draw fan art of that. Draw Taku <laughs> like lamenting over his phone. <laughs> yeah, Whoever just had me a, a battered housewife or like a bruise <laughs> dog. Don't be like oh, some shape fake ghost who loves me. <laughs> <sighs> like, but here's the thing. There is there is some upside to the fact that we we keep playing these games does mean that there are upsides to them. There's some virtue to be found here. This is not the doom and gloom hour, though I guess the past hour kind of has been. <laughs> like, like, for instance, Pokemon Go is one of those games that if I'm out and about and I'm walking around and, and I'm just like, you know, Snickberg has a lot of Pokestops, so I'll just like stop with my phone out and I'll walk for a little bit, throw some, you know, throw some Pokeballs and spend some stops. You know, it's fun. It's good fun. I don't take it super seriously, but it's always kind of fun if you, you find a shiny or something kind of rare. And even Fate Grand Order, like, like Kotaku said, the story is really well written. And it's interesting to, to see like the weird combinations of characters you'll find. Like, you know, oh, in this world, the American Civil War was East versus West. And it was because the Irish were invading. And it's like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> <laughs> I feel that that's a genre 
our, our Pokemon Go, at least not a lot of games that I've seen on the App Store, is the kind of ARG, like uh, you use your location and you can and you play a game based on your location kind of thing. Yeah, so and I there's something to that. Because the two other games I know of, I don't remember the name of one of them. It was a little uh, fantasy RPG where you make a little sprite dude. You have different classes, and as you go around, you fight bosses in specific territories huh. around your location, and you get experience and level up. The progressor got kind of silly, so I ended up not playing it much anymore. But for what time I had with it, it was pretty fun. And the other one was called a, a game that a lot of people might have heard called Ingress, which was pretty much just like a weird little tactical, like you're either red, blue, or green. And you went around and like claimed uh, land marks and stuff like that for your little territory. Yeah, it was the prototype. territory, pretty much. Yes. Yeah, it was like and- basically prototypical Pokemon Go. Pretty much, yes, and they are went around to make Pokemon Go, of course, too. Yep. But it's like I don't see a lot of, and I feel like I remember we were talking about it uh, when we were playing. Uh, I don't remember what we were playing. Time we were just or just chilling. We were talking about like, what if they made like a Mega Man Battle Network ARG or something like that for your phone? Where you had your little net navy on your phone, you'd go around and fight viruses and stuff like around your neighborhood and stuff like that. You'd no. level up your little net navy. They're or something like doing that. something with a Capcom franchise, but they chose Monster Hunter actually. And I was about to say, don't give Neontic any ideas. They would do that. Yeah, but it's it's not out yet. It's in beta, and I did not get picked to try the beta, though I put in for it. And uh, yeah, they are making a Monster Hunter game based on the Pokemon Go Ingress map. So we will see See, what that brings in time. See, I might good try. I might give that a try because that sounds really cool. Because I mean, the ARG has been one of my kind of cool things, is like little augmented reality kind of stuff. Yeah, there's definitely a novelty. Yeah, there's definitely a novelty factor, but at the same time, like. There are some really cool ideas being used, and, and there's something to be said for that. Mm-hmm. And like, like I said, like like I said, Bleach Brave Souls is really well balanced. If you like Bleach, you should try it. Um, Action Timerman has certain appeal. Uh, I will leave it at that because I don't. If you like, uh, if you like backstory or you know plot, yes, shall yeah. we say totally plot. about the plot, the plot. Big tracks of plot, <laughs> huge plot. Yes, yes. <laughs> So, like th- things like that, like every game has its appeal and, and it will have its market, its demographic. And some games hold my interest for a time and then I give up on them, and some I don't even start. But, like, I, I got a pretty good roster of games. Like, I play Mighty Doom all the time, it's super fun. It just, it, it's kind of a brainless game, but it's one that I enjoy. And, you know, that, that's the thing. I, I think it, the, the good games should be celebrated. If you end up having a game that you're putting, hundreds and thousands of hours into yeah don't feel bad about dropping five or ten dollars provided you're not making it some kind of weird gambling habit and and throwing away your 401k to a company because you wanted more pngs of cute anime waifus okay you guys we 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 need to do better than that and not support crappy games is the point i'm trying to make here guys i got it okay nft Gotcha game with Snackboin. I'm 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 going to just hold your head under the water and I'm not Who going knows? to let you come up. <laughs> I was funny too, as I was browsing through my phone, I did remember I did actually have a, a very, very timeless game on my phone I usually forget about. It's called chess. I oh. love chess. Oh. I'm very bad at chess, but I love chess. <laughs> and it hates me and it loves me too. <laughs> I, I understand. <laughs> I understand. Uh, a really good point I think you made, Snack, was also like how serious you take it, right? 
So, like we said, there's always uh, the, in order for even even crappy. Any, I mean, I'm not gonna say crappy, but even for like bare basic, um, pre- freemium games to actually be moderately successful they have to have some fun element to them that keeps people wanting to go back to play them right yeah um so there has to be some element of a fun based game in there for it to be um at least remotely successful and then i think the key too is like you said it's it's how how much are you going to take it seriously right so if you're just treating it as what it should be treated as which is just a fun gaming experience I think one can get by without dishing out like, oh, you know, it's like they're they're going to try and grab you with like, oh, hey, spend 30 bucks on this package for this one character and these upgrades, you know. Um, but, it, you know, if you don't take all that as seriously, it can be you, you can just focus on the game, you know, the narrative, the stories, the characters a lot, a lot easier. I apologize. I apologize, Cogwitty, because like it has to be something that draws you in. There has to be something that draws you in. And all in my mind I can think about is that is like, yes, there's a lot of things that draw a lot of people in. Like that one mobile game that has the that the uh revolutionary jiggle physics of of the booty every time you shoot the gun <laughs> on the lake. <laughs> well, to be fair. <laughs> See, the thing is, clockwork and, and and snack kind of got into this. The mobile game developers don't want you to know this. But PNGs of anime waifus are free. You can just go onto the internet and to get them, the mobile game developers, they don't want you to know this. Yeah, there's these <laughs> things called fan wikis, and literally they just rip all the assets from the game and have them in big libraries where you can admire the PNGs to your heart's content. <laughs> Oh, you know that just—you actually just reminded me because there's another thing. There's another thing, and it really cannot be overstated when it comes to mobile games. Is that basically because they're live service games? Someday they're gonna die. They're gonna be gone. I played Dragalia Lost for a long time, like up until like around the last part of the story arc, and that game's dead. It's gone. Yep. They closed the server. So if you put money into the game, you have to do so with the understanding that someday it's going to disappear. This is not a sound financial investment. NFT joke goes here. But like yeah. all live service games eventually stop being alive. God bless Senator Armstrong. <laughs> he died so that NFTs would die too. <laughs> it was the only way. It has to be this way. So yeah, basically, they're games with a lifespan. NFTs are no more. Yeah, I think I saw that. But yeah, yeah. No, that's a good point. They're games with a lifespan, so you, you have to you go in. Keep that in mind. Yeah, you have to go in with that. Understanding. And also, don't take it too seriously. Yeah, definitely do not. Do not take your waifu could... PNGs too seriously, or it will ruin your life. <laughs> Unless it's World of Warcraft, their game's never going to die. Uh, that game's died a couple times now. It's like the Nikki Six of MMOs. I want to point out that that was, was a, a nice sa- reference. Was, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> nice job, Snack. Nice music reference. I want to point out that it's kind of when it comes to World of Warcraft and other games like that, there is a good there is a good rose shade a uh, rose shade to my glasses uh, when it comes to a lot of those games because you know there was a, a time 
you know, 10, 11 years ago when I was also playing that game and it was also very new and very exciting. And, you know, as you get older, you yearn for those other times where it was a lot more fun and you try to eke out whatever fun you can get of the game. Even uh, I mean, as long and old, you know, it's that nostalgia that is the reason why people go, oh, man, I really want to play Earthbound again. And then they get to Peaceful Rest Valley. Oh, no. They realize, <laughs> no, yeah, there's a reason why I never finished this game. No, I don't think it's even that. I think the biggest issue with the internet being what it is and paced the way the internet content is paced is people are becoming really nostalgic from a very early age. And there's a lot of people willing to cash in on it. And in fact, I think a lot of these MMOs are guilty of that. There was like, there was a Ninja Turtles mobile game that I tried at one point that was hot garbage. And think about hmm? oh, I, was, I, I thought you were, were done. I, I, you cut out there. Oh, no, I was just saying there was like a Ninja Turtles game, that mobile game, and it was garbage. And it was like, oh, don't you love the 87 animated series? Because that's mostly what we're shilling here. And like I tried it and I'm like, this this really isn't any good. And like they're, they're doing a huge push in recent years to try to bring back Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. And I'm like, yeah, guys, it's it's over, it's done. And, and honestly, there are certain shades of nostalgia, and that's another topic we'll need to cover sometime, is, is, is nostalgia in terms of nerd culture. Um, nostalgia is the opiate of the masses, and it kind of needs to stop being a thing. So it's really stopping things from actually getting better. Yeah, honestly, yeah, it's I, I would definitely agree. On I feel like in a lot of ways, um, I don't know what's happened, but like... I, basically around like 1985 it's like pop culture has just stopped and it's just hey guys remember he-man hey guys remember freaking mario remember you know transformers remember pokemon right pizza cats pop culture has kind of been on a non-stop (laughs) loop since around the years of our birth Uh, and like some things have been good and some things have been bad, but you can definitely claim that there's a definitely a lack of creativity and, and we'll get into that in another episode, but like it affects the way these mobile games are being designed. There is clearly a lot of guys. What if we made a mobile MMO that had almost exactly the same interface as wow 1.0 those exist. And yes, they're, they're objectively terrible. And like, I don't care how nostalgic you are. It's garbage. And making it a mobile game is almost guaranteed to make it worse. That uh, I can't relay the entire joke for obvious reasons of not wanting to be demonetized. But for a long time, I saw the joke because the iOS store went up before the Google Play store. And the general consensus was iOS is simply short for it's officially crap. <laughs> hmm. I was gonna say, do you want me to regale you stories of Eve Online? I could tell you that too. No, definitely not. Definitely not a, a WoW clone. That's for sure. Let's get into uh, MMOs. <laughs> let, let's do an episode on MMOs uh, later in the season. That that would definitely be something. An episode of four hours of Clockwork talking. That's gonna be a good one. <laughs> all hail our Icelandic overlords that actually did succeed in killing White Wolf Productions. <laughs> no, they didn't. They they got bought by uh they got backed by uh uh, uh Crusader Kings two devs uh pan, 
Pandarx? I can't remember their name. Paradox. Paradox, thank you. I would not, I would argue that they, that's not White Wolf. They they have, uh, it's, it's, they're, they're done. White Wolf in name only. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, you can say that a lot about companies nowadays. I mean, Activision Blizzard or Blizzard is nothing like what of, of Blizzard of old. I, I get the feeling that, that Blizzard is going to be the whipping boy of season three. We're just going to really take the sledgehammer to that. <laughs> hey guys, hey guys, remember, remember Warcraft? Remember, remember Zug Zug? Remember, yeah, I remember. Floating Remember. I mean, you might be hearing more of that soon, if I remember correctly. Uh, not, I don't have a source of this, unfortunately, but I remember hearing a couple times that I believe the U.S. and the EU or the U.K., I don't remember, has approved the buyout, and they only got one more region to go, and if they approve it, then the buyout can go through. Then we'll have Microsoft Activision Blizzard. Interesting. We'll see how Microsoft manages oh, to mess so this one up. You just mean Microsoft, then? Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Because uh, if we're talking about a merger, there's only one way that this power is going to go. And it's not in the, uh, hey, guys, I don't know how to say this, but you know that that game that everybody wanted? Oh, you mean you mean you mean the remake of the, of the, the really you know beloved game? Yeah. Um, so uh, funny thing about that. I uh, had some Indian food. And uh, it's entirely unrelated to this remake. But here you go. Why is this got visible stink lines? You know, that, that's another topic. <laughs> that's another topic we'll need to pursue. But, mm-hmm. like, yeah, you know, that, that's a thing, isn't it? Like, a lot of the worst trends in gaming really do trickle down into the mobile market. You think that's just low expectations because the game is free off the shelf? Maybe. I think it's more along the lines of it's just cheap to make, so it's easy just to pump out a bunch of them. That's probably yeah, true. I, I think that's probably part of it, is that it's uh, it's cheap to make. The servers for them are not particularly robust because, I mean, they're not particularly, uh, you know, you're not like, oh, man, this is, you know, this is crisis level. Oh, man, you know, it's really causing my, my PC to chug. Wow, we're pulling you know, the crisis memes into this already. Okay. <laughs> yes. Um, so, you know, it's not particularly uh, beefy. And on top of that, you know, there is a huge amount of money that can be made. All, as I say, for something that's not that hard to program, not that hard to keep up. So... You know, you can make a lot of money if you just, you know, get hire the right artists and go, you know, all right, guys, we need to uh, need to go into Donboru and figure out what the highest rated tags are. Make sure our characters have these tags involved. Probably don't want to go into this uh, on this chance that we're. Uh, I don't know how long this has been running, but you don't even need artists anymore. That's what the uh, that's what Chat GPT and those AI art things are for now. Or we'll that, that, see how long that. That's a whole other conversation. That's, it, that's, a that's exactly episode. what I was going to say. Different episode <laughs> entirely. Yeah, yeah we're, we're getting a little yeah. off off track here. 
and as as you guys were saying, it's just like that if GDG you have the right tags, really AI, by the way. a lot of these ones <laughs> that we're talking about, a lot of these game mobile games that we're talking about that are super successful, they've come out of pre-existing fan bases. Yep. Things like FGO, that one Bleach game that y'all are playing, Pokemon Go, all of that. They're 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 riding off of the coattails of pre-existing franchises, pre-existing success. And so, yeah, it's really easy to make a lot of money when you've already got a rabid and fanatic fan base. Yeah, I think the only, like, super major mobile game that I know of that, like, is basically entirely original is Grand Blue, isn't it? That's the only thing I can think of. That's I would like have to research the, that. The two, the two games that I know that are that have made the biggest splash in the mobile market that also have had. No, I'm sorry, I don't want to say say it that way. Um, at least the biggest games I know of that had a big splash, the mobile market that are that kind of came out, uh, like out of the blue in a way. At least, at least I think in this market was Genshin Impact because. Genshin Impact had a really big splash on PC, one well, on mobile, and then it came to PC. And uh, both games were super big, to my knowledge. And then they recently uh, came out with what? Unfortunately, I'm gonna have to stop you there because you see, the developer of Genshin Impact actually it's part of a existing property of mobile games. Well, uh, it's part of, of of the Hoyoverse. That's uh, which is also what. Uh, third impact or something like that i mean there's yeah. a couple of games that they have made but i don't yes. know how much have actually came over to the west uh honkai impact and a number of their other games in the hoyoverse are are over yes yeah so the the two well the two the two more recent ones was genshin impact because a lot of people found it easy to play or easy to play on P, on the mobile and on pc and their newest one uh Hunkai Star Rail, I know that was uh, heard that that was getting a lot of praise because it's not the open world; it's a more of a JRPG, so it's easier to play on uh, on your on your mobile. So you can switch from mobile to PC a lot easier than you could with Genshin Impact, which is why I've been told that why that game is very very popular right now because it's very easy to go from one to the other. All right, that's fair. Though, though once again, yeah, that the, they have a pre-existing chain of successful games, and and I don't know where they started or if it was based on anything in particular. I mean, like I said, Pokemon Go is based off the map that Ingress originally used, and Ingress mm -hmm. was an original IP. So, yeah, well, 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 we should do a little bit of research on that. That'd be curious to know. So, mm -hmm. all right, so why don't we bring this episode to a close, guys? Uh, I'm going to pose one last question here, and, and that is, what is your favorite and most hated mobile game? Clockwork, do you have the stand? Um, I don't know about most hated. Uh, I don't, again, I don't play too many of the uh, mobile games in general. Uh, my favorite one of all time right now is uh, Gotta Be Chess because it hates me and I hate it, but I <laughs> also fair. love it and I know it loves me too. Um, hated, I hate this. I don't really have, like I said, I don't really play a lot of mobile. And I guess I would put it because this is a mobile game and I would never touch a 10 football is probably Diablo Immortal because I would never touch it because of the, of the horrendous monetization and the 
severe lack of what made Diablo Diablo and my love for Diablo Diablo 2 and such and just uh, it it could have it should have been so much better and it wasn't. I understand. I I share your pain. So Cog, you control the floor. Um, I would say my favorite game that I play on mobile is still probably Ascension is at the top. Uh, I've been playing it for it's the only game that has consistently stayed on not only the phone I have currently, but two to three other phones I had before this. Uh, it's just it's a fun game. I play with my buddy almost on a daily basis. It's asynchronous. So it's like you just we just pop in, take our turn and pass it back and forth and it's uh, we've been doing it for several years now it's the only game that never that have never deleted off my phone so nice that's uh number one um and then uh most hated yeah it's hard to get more hated than diablo immortal (laughs) i uh i don't know how to not like I'm right with there with you, Clockwork. It's uh, it was it was painful. That's fair, Ditaku. You have the floor. My favorite, man. Why you have to do this to me? <laughs> I, I I tried to make a top five yesterday, which is actually what I kind of prompted this entire discussion to begin with. Um, and I could only do three. But um, so I, I, I guess I'll just put those three and it's basically just as your lane action time of in and um, uh, what was it? Uh, uh, fate, I guess. Um, Man, you really I mean, are a battered housewife. <laughs> he, he only hurts me because he loves me. <laughs> Oof. Um, okay for for context i've been a fate fanboy for almost 20 years now so you know i i it's he's used to disappointment is what he's saying yeah yes all right Um, and uh least or most hated probably fate i mean (laughs) honestly i just i know it is it's like okay it, it has, as you said, like the most ridiculous and labyrinthine system in terms of like not only getting your character, but also powering them up. And on top of that, uh, there is the most ridiculous difficulty curves. And I, I keep, you know, getting told is like, oh, any servant can be used in order to do any um, any content. I'm like. That is a load of bupkis right there because there are certain bosses that will just murder you unless you do very specific things. And let me tell you, I have not a small number of high-level servants, and I still get regularly murdered by some of these bosses. I don't understand how a lot of these um, YouTubers or, or content creators are able to do like uh yeah i'm just gonna solo you know sir gawain with gawain and it's like what why but they do it yep because you haven't put your credit card down yet the gawain's a freebie like you wouldn't even need to do that 
Yeah. So that, that's just masochism at that point. <laughs> All right. Well, that's understandable. So, Noodle, you now have the board. Uh, well, I think my favorite mobile game, uh, I would either be a toss up with Azerlane or Pokemon Go. Just, I mean, those are the only mobile games that I will. I can consistently say I have played since I have downloaded them both many, many years ago. That's fair. Uh, so, yeah, I, they, they have kept my, kept my time, kept my attention. So definitely best, in my opinion, um, as opposed to most hated. Um, as much as something like Diablo Immortal just utterly disgusts me i can't really muster any hatred for it probably because and 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 clockwork's probably going to call a hit out on me for saying this i've never really been a fan of diablo as a franchise um so yeah i i i will await the assassins um but yeah probably the one, the only mobile game that I have both spent money on and stopped playing was Fire Emblem Heroes. And as much as I love Fire Emblem as a franchise, I, I just could not keep playing that game I at all. That. Yeah. I get that. <laughs> uh,. I suppose it's my turn. And uh, I'll second Pokemon Go. It, it was one of the first things I downloaded on my smartphone when I could. Uh, I was a little late to the smartphone game. So once I could play, I did, and I had a lot of fun. Because it's a very simple game that I can just kind of pick up and play when I want to and set down when I want to. And uh, yeah, no, it's good fun. And most hated, I, I think I'll echo Fire Emblem Heroes because. Like, oh, yeah, there's like, Fire Emblem can be really good games, and I really, really liked Awakening, so I was really excited. I pre-registered for Fire Emblem Heroes and, and very quickly made some pretty good teams, and the story got dumber as it went, and the mechanics were just eh, and the gacha is literally one of the worst gachas I've ever seen put to game form. So, yeah, no, I'll second that. And uh, yes, I I confess I put money on that one too. So uh, <laughs> I'm not a proud I'm not a proud snack. Very defeated one. I, I gave up around the time book three was coming out in the story because I realized, oh my god, it's book two again, but for emo kids. Yeah, so, I think that's where we all kind of bounced out of it. Yeah, and, and no, there's a lot of nuance to this discussion for sure, and and I want everyone who has listened to us thus far, leave a comment down below telling us the answer for yourselves. What was your favorite mobile game? What one do you still play to this day? Do you get your butt routinely kicked in Ascension by COG? Do, do you catch Pokemon? <laughs> like, you, let us know. Do, do, you, get, do, do you have the, the Stockholm Syndrome that is Fate Grand Order? Uh, let us know down below. And uh, thank you for joining us in this, this new format. And also tell us what you think of the new format, this more uh, open, topic-driven conversation and we're going to try to have 
as many bros each week as possible, and we're going to see what we can do. And, and you guys let us know how we're doing, because uh, we're here to entertain you. So this has been The Hipster Snick, joined by Clockwork, Cog, Taku, and Noodle. Say goodnight, gentlemen. Like, subscribe, and all that stuff, too. <laughs> like, commend, subscribe. <laughs> yes. Better hit exactly. that like, subscribe. I'll send the ninjas after you, too. Fair enough. Tell your moms. Tell your grandmoms. The clockwork goes, you know, fair enough, as he's taking out his phone to order the assassination. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you guys in the next one. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Tomodachi Brothers Review Podcast. Produced and recorded by The Hipster Snack, Ditaku, and Cog. Sound design and editing by executive producer Sean Taylor Brown with Cog Sound Engineering. Music written and performed by Sean Taylor Brown with Costas Voss of Core Inside Studio on the drums. We hope you enjoyed this episode. See you next time.